Welcome to the Brand and Associates podcast, Insurance Banner. In each one of our episodes, we try to have insightful discussions about important topics that you can use and implement in your business right away to become a more effective insurance professional. We're going to jump into the discussion today. We've got a, a great guest um, in, in Rob Eckern. Good morning, Chris, and good morning, Rob. Morning, Paul. Morning. Thanks so much for, for joining us today. We're going to be talking about uh, um, TCOR uh, today. And, and what is that? What is TCOR? Well, you know, um, total cost of risk is really what it's the acronym for. And um, it was first created in the mid-70s by risk managers um, because they had some of the same problems that uh, agents and brokers have. Uh, in trying to discuss what their cost structure was to their bosses, which, uh, you know, the financial bosses, they, they had to be able to show what the total impact of they, of what they contributed was worth. So, you know, that was the, the birth of, of total cost of risk. Um, over time, especially over the last several decades, the term TCOR, total cost of risk, has been, I, I'll just use the word dumbed down to the point to where, while everyone uses the acronym, very few actually create a total cost of risk comparison. Okay, so, so, the, so with this TCOR, it came out from, not from really agents and brokers so much, it was just more risk managers in bigger, more sophisticated uh, operations? Well, that's true. What really happened there is the, the risk managers, as, as the risk management field evolved, uh, created it, and then it was adopted by the major brokers. And this is going back now, you know, 30 years. But the total cost of risk that they talk about is really not total cost of risk. It's simply the cost of the insurance placements and cost of any losses if they're retained. And what they're missing is a couple of really important things. Um, they're missing uh, what we have known for a long time as indirect loss costs. And they're also missing the value of the projects that they bring to a buyer. So where I say it's been dumbed down and many, many people talk about total cost of risk, very, very few actually demonstrate it uh, as anything more than simply uh, uh, the cost of the insurance premiums. Yeah. Hey, Paul, you know, one of the most interesting things I've seen recently on TCOR is uh, a completely non-insurance entity has provided a, a really, really excellent uh, outline of how they can decrease the total cost of risk. And that's with Granger, um, the parts supplier that maybe some people are familiar with listening to this. They came out with it about oh, six months ago or so. And if you took the Granger outline versus some of the outlines I've seen Rob Ecker provide, they match up pretty darn close. <laughs> um, and Granger's 
saying, look, uh, we're in the business of reducing your risk, too. Um, and it's really, really a well done pro presentation that they've it's available to the public. Anybody can look it up. Well, that's and, interesting. Uh, go ahead, Rob. It's interesting you say that because, you know, other industries have done a really good job of, of, of doing this. But in, the insurance industry really hasn't. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's still that way or not. But when Tesla first came out with their um, uh, their websites, they talked about the total cost of ownership. Yeah, they took the price of a Tesla, which then was about eighty thousand bucks, and then they put in how much will you save in gas? How much time will you save by by being able to get into the fast lane? Every other industry. Every other industry, even copy machine salespeople, are able to give the buyer what their ROI is. And in the insurance business, we, we continue to say we want to differentiate ourselves. But we end up going back to what was the premium, what was the rate per thousand, uh, uh, and we, can, we can't seem to get off it. While at the same time, we talk T-Corp. <laughs> so so this this t core has been around for you know multiple decades now several decades and we've got people using the term um but yet we're we're only paying at lip service is what it sounded like and so how how and why do do really where have you seen that be used successfully what can people do to you know, actually do this rather than just kind of drive by and uh, talk about the premium and say, and it's a, uh, it's a good, it's good T-Core. It's good. Well, that's a great question, Paul. Um, couple of things. The, the, you know, the acronym T-Core, uh, because it has been kind of dumbed down. Uh, if you go back into the beginning, there's two, there's two types of total cost of risk. And I don't mean to be turning this into a scientist. There's two types. There's the one that's defined by Black's Law, which was the original total cost of risk. And that included the indirect loss costs that a buyer sustains when they have a claim and the value of uh, any contingent services. The other version is the one that the insurance brokers adopted because they're not able to prove any of that, any of that kind of thing. So, um, you know, the, the Black's Law version is the only one that really is, is of any consequence. Um, and, and what do you need to be able to do to, to work that way? Um, well, the first thing is you need to really have an understanding of the resources that you're using. Um, once you get past the premiums, and the underwriter negotiations, and however you're going to pay the claims, then you have to come back to what are you going to do for the buyer to help them reduce their costs? And that's now we're talking risk control and we're talking claims management. And those are projects. You know, it's funny. Stewardship reports are something that we've talked about for years and years and years in our business. And Chris, you've seen a lot of these. Yes. Most, most of these stewardship reports are simply just a list of the features. Right. 
right? Where there's a list yeah. of, we did this, did this, did this, did this, and oh, by the way, here's your premium next year. Right. Right. I mean, you deal a lot with, uh, with, with, with financial people. Aren't you finding now that KPIs, key performance indicators and EBITDA and margins and, and all that stuff is, is kind of now where they're centered just in business? I think, you know, I think that question there goes to the difference between those folks that really know how to use T-Core legitimately and they don't, they're not the folks dumbing it down and they have just tremendous success because they are able to take those, the T-Core concept, they're able to apply it in reality and then they're able to build it back to real KPIs um, at the very basic level, the, re- the ones that really use it and have tremendous sales success in using it, they're building back to show how they can increase a profit margin, how they can increase an EBITDA. The really, really good ones, I find, are able to then build it back to other places. And um, this, you know, a lot of people in our industry can't, um, they don't have enough financial knowledge which is really lacking considering we're selling a financial product, Um, but they're lacking uh, true financial education. And so they can't build it back to the highest level. And that is what's the value? How does a real T-Core program increase the value of the client? In other words, how, how, what's the share? How do you increase the share value? And the other side of it, I was going to say the other. No, no, part go is, ahead, please, please. Yeah, go ahead. the other side of it is, insurance originally was designed to protect the balance sheet. It wasn't designed to protect the income statement. And at its heart today, insurance is still designed to protect the balance sheet. It's not designed to protect the income statement. So when we're looking at the ROI of a T core program, what we're really looking at if we're doing it right, is how is it enhancing the value of the balance sheet? If we leave it at the expense level and we just say, this is the total cost of risk, that's still an expense. We're just changing, playing with dollars on the income statement. But we're not actually showing the ROI, right, Rob? I mean, we're not showing the ROI. In other words, what does the client get for their investment in XYZ insurance policy. T-Corp gives you that ability to show the ROI. Yeah, and you know, when we say ROI, we're actually talking about improving the client's cost structure, not the price of insurance. I mean, let's be honest, there isn't a single person in the world that really loves writing that check for an insurance policy. But you make an interesting point, though, Chris, and we work with a lot of brokers really across you know, North America. And what we're finding is the younger people that are coming into the business, many of them are coming out of uh, business schools. And that's how they want to talk. They've been trained in the financial statement aspect. Um, many of them are frustrated when they are pulled back into the commodity. And, and you, the, the key to that is, is being able to make an initial call on a buyer at the, at, you know, 
mm-hmm. at a business level and ask them some of the questions around what they're doing to improve their margins. You know, there's an old saying that show a person what they want and they'll move heaven and earth to get it. Absolutely. Every um, business is looking to improve margins and every not-for-profit is looking to improve their surplus. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I always come across when I talk to people about T-Core, especially the younger people who are coming up in a shop where their peer, their older peers are, you know, selling a commodity and selling with backslapping or whatever it may be, they have no resources. They have, they don't even know how to get help within their own organization as to how to have that conversation. And they don't have any resources for developing the data necessary to show how a, a true T-Core program will enhance the ROI. So where, you know, where does a, one of these young people and one of these brokers go? Well, you know, the first thing is, is and I, I make a big, you know, this is something I've said many, many years. First thing you have to do is change the playing field and think differently. And once you do that, you do begin to see the answers. The, the answers lie in understanding that a, a really good, really good insurance agent or broker, insurance is the last thing they talk about. Because once they go there, they can't talk about anything else. So they're looking for places that they can, they can bring in resources. And you would say, well, you know, what might they be? You know, in the risk control world, there's a number of third-party entities that provide risk control services. And if those services are brought in and claims are reduced, even if it's a first-dollar program, their indirect loss cost is reduced. And that's the importance of T-Core because in a first dollar program, eh, brokers say, well, what do we care? We can get it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. From a claims management perspective, it's, a, it's, it's, it's having a, someone that you can work with and you can do it with a really good person and a carrier that can look at loss data. Mm-hmm. And determine, you know, what needs to be done on a new account. Now, on a renewal of your own renewal, where you've had it for several years, you can go back in time and show the buyer how much you've added over, let's say, the last three years to their financial uh, outcomes. Yep. We, we've got to stop thinking in terms of risk management and claims management as processes that insurance companies provide. Uh, As agents and brokers, we need to take credit for all the good stuff we do because God knows we get blamed for the bad stuff. (laughs) Well, Paul, you're on the front line every day getting blamed for the bad stuff. What are your thoughts about about, uh, application of T-Core in the real world? No, I mean, I think that's exactly right. And, and I, and, Rob mentioned something that really resonated with me is that is that you want to start talking about this stuff with clients. And a lot of times you'll get just um, dragged back into into the commodity play, because that, I think, is what people have become so used to because of the way that the industry 
has done business or your competitors do business. And so it's really working on that change in the, change in the, the language, changing the playing field, so to speak. And that's where um, it can be, be powerful. And uh, I always like to say, if you, you know, I'll do the, I'll do the time if I did the crime, but I don't, I don't want to get blamed for stuff. I, <laughs> right. I didn't do. So uh, well, it's nice to change that. We have a, a webcast a recording of a piece of a webcast on what we call working in the outer ring. And that's what we're talking about here. The outer ring is where all of a buyer's business issues are discussed. Because once you go into that inner ring, which is the insurance, and that's where most insurance agents start, you can't get back out. You can't get back out of that because now everything is focused on the commodity. And so insurance agents walk in and they limit themselves by their own, um, and, but we've conditioned buyers for that. So that's the importance of, of a true Black's Law total cost of risk presentation because a broker can now show what their value was. And, and when we're talking about total cost of risk, you know, our, my specialty is more property and casualty. And, mm-hmm. and that's really mm-hmm. what we focus on. But mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're with a business, you often have uh, a benefit side as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Rob, on your platform, can, can this be feasible in the, in the benefit space, which the conversation, you're still using the same KPIs and, and different metrics, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. how is it feasible on, on the benefit side when you don't really have all those um, capital equipment and things mm-hmm. that you're talking more about? Well, we've created what we call total cost of human capital. And it's, it's a very similar discussion, but using, of course, somewhat different terms. The, the key issue there is all of the resources that benefits brokers bring a buyer reduce their costs. However, if they're only in a fully insured program, they do lose some of the, some of the um, uh, leverage of that. But um, we do have the same thing. It's, it, it's a very similar discussion. And I will say this, just in passing, the C-suite buyers are now getting more and more and more involved in the, in the benefit spend. And that's because it's, it's become their third largest expenditure on their, on their financial statement after cost of goods sold and, and uh, payroll. So uh, uh, brokers are now sitting in front of the CFO. And it's really important that we be able to talk about margins, EBITDA, et cetera, et cetera, with them. And you've built, um, and you've built a, um, I don't know exactly how to describe it, Rob, but a database that's pretty unique for brokers to be able to get some of the hardcore data necessary to, to really show the value of key core for benefits, if I'm not mistaken, is that? Yes, we yeah. have, uh, we built both uh, uh, under, um, we call it analytic brokerage. And when we talk about analytic brokerage, we're talking about the analytics of what's a broker worth to the buyer. You know, that's a whole other subject, all the different <laughs> things that analytics mean to different people. But our focus is what has been our value to you, Mr. Buyer, inside of your financial statement? Um and it's took, uh, Chris, you've known us for a long time. Yeah. It's taken, oh, the better part of a decade uh, to build this. 
because of the data that was needed, um, including the truth around the indirect loss costs and what they are, um, and then the ability to do all this over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, because some brokers who've had accounts, I will say, let's say they've had an account for three or four years, and they've created a tremendous value proposition that they don't know or the buyer doesn't either. Mm -hmm. Now the new CFO shows up and we call him Beelzebub and all bets are off. So we want to be able to go to that new CFO and say, here's what we've done inside of your organization financially for the last three or four years, not just the processes, mm -hmm. but the value. Yeah. Coming back to that value proposition, how you if it doesn't, you know, I, I'm just going to say one quick thing here. I, I've been in this business longer than maybe I want to admit. Um, <laughs> but I remember as a 24-year-old kid coming into the insurance business, and they handed me a book to read about insurance. And I had come out of selling in a different industry. And as I'm reading the book, it was just all about the policies, the programs, the, you know, and I don't need to get into that. But I come out of a business where where you needed to say to a buyer, here's what you're paying us, and here's, here's the quality of what you're getting. And in those days, it was either a A-rated carrier or it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was it. So, so this has been about a 45-year journey for me. I hate to admit it, but, but that's kind of the question is, how do you prove value to a buyer? Then you really differentiate yourself. This is this, and I think the T Corps done well. The beauty of it is it is the means by which you can categorically prove you've brought value to the buyer, but it's got to be done right. It can't be yes. the cursory stuff is just junk. Let's be honest. And yeah, I have never good. seen a good a good T Corps presentation in all candor. And I'm just, you know, I'm not yeah. trying to pound our own chest. Everything I've ever seen from the mega brokers on down to third parties that are touting that they have T-Core tool. It's just, it's, it, it, it doesn't get the job done, but that's why people aren't using it. They talk, but they don't I've deliver seen, it. I've seen it. I've, I've definitely seen it a few times done really, really well, not by an organization, but by an individual producer who got it. Cause I've yet to meet an organization, a broker or an agency they got it across the board. Right. It's always been an individual within the that or that retail shop. Right. Right. Well, you know, and, the, the need is having data. Uh, it's impossible to do it if you don't have uh, data on indirect loss costs that is that, that's real because yep. everything that's out there public is just it's it's just guesswork. So. Yeah. Where I've seen it work where I've seen the producers that are really good, um, we no longer talk about their annual sales being in the hundreds of thousands. We talk about their annual sales being in the millions. Right. Because that's the advantage of doing things right. You make a ton more money. And um, so it's a win-win for everybody. And that's right. part of our podcast is trying to right. help educate people as to how it's a win-win. We can really bring true value uh, to the clients, that it's not just a matter of selling insurance and trying to make some extra bucks for ourselves. We need to have a win-win philosophy more so than we've had in the industry for some time. Well, so, you know, Chris, I want to thank you for inviting me here today. And, and I know that over the years, um, you've added a tremendous amount of, of, of expertise to our industry. And um, 
it's been kind of fun to, we've kind of come up together, if you will, you on one track, uh, us on another. And, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we have kind of. I remember the first time we met uh, was at the Drake Hotel in Chicago. Exactly. We were both there for different uh, different meetings. Yeah, you called me and we ended up being there. And that's we've had a good friendship ever since. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would just leave the audience with this in passing. Um, For those that are planning on being in the commercial insurance business, in larger accounts, you're, you're going to have to go this route, folks, because the, dis- the disintermediation that's coming at you through, uh, you know, some of these even online operations now, um, you got to bring a value to a buyer and you got to quantify it and you need data to do it. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul. Absolutely. I really, this has been a, a great conversation. And as I think about the one takeaway that I have, from all of this is it isn't a, uh, it isn't just a slogan. It isn't a jingle that you can just go out and market. It's, it's really a way of doing business and a, and a commitment that you have to make and, and it takes effort, but that effort's going to be rewarded tremendously because Chris, Chris said, um, you know, it's not sales in the hundreds of thousands, it's sales in the millions and to do that consistently takes a, a huge amount of effort, but it pays off. So thank you so much for sharing those thoughts with us. And, and we appreciate people taking the time to listen and we'll look forward to talking to them next time. Thank you, Paul. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon.